thankful for the way these stories hold on to the lifetime we won't get back. I know these rivers carry. Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and today we're talking to someone who's someone I've wanted to... Like, when I was making out a list, when I was first coming up with this idea of Kankakee Podcast, I was like, Bill Yonka is on my list. He's one of the one of the first people on my list. So, and there's really no way to uh, other than I know you've heard me call you Mr. Kankakee, which I I consider you to be Mr. Kankakee and a lot of people do. Um that's really the, the, how I introduce you to people is Mr. Kankakee. So, welcome. That's very <laughs> oh, I knew I'd get that eventually. Good, good. That is very cool. Thanks for saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I, for a while, I shied away from when people say, "Oh, Mr. Kankakee." I was like, "Oh man, I don't know. That's a little pressure." But then you just kind of embrace it. Like, you know what? It's kind of, it's kind of my brand. I have uh, changed my email address, Kankakee Bill. <laughs> so, your your Instagram, my Instagram, right? Kankakee Bill. Yeah. I can't move now. <laughs> I'd have to totally re-identify. You you really would, and people would be so shocked. They would just be like, "Oh!" And I think if if you ever moved, I think Kankakee would fall apart. I really do. I'm pretty sure it won't. I I don't know, man. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know. There's people if, doing if, even even if it was just like. To Bradley or Bourbon A, man, I think that would that would just say something. That would just like, like you wouldn't even have to post anything on social media or even tell one person. Like, there there'd just be this feeling in the air of like something's. It's like a disturbance in the force. <laughs> kind of like, like that, <laughs> but I I guess I kind of always counter this a little bit because um from when i moved back here and started doing different things people always kind of made things about me just because i was the one who talked and i was the one who was kind of in front of some things and i don't know my default setting is always like hey i'm 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 a guy and there's lots of the people who are working on things who don't want any credit or don't want you know, the spotlight and so I'm the person who's sometimes in that. But I think the biggest thing is when you have things going, like you want to be able to walk away and have them still go on without you. You know, I, I that's the way I feel about uh, things that I work on. You want that, like, it's not me. You know, um, people ask me, so like, so oh, you should have something named for you one day. Like, that's a weird thing to tell somebody while they're still alive. But then I'm like, 
Well, I feel like that already is. If something says Kankakee on it, I feel like that's me. That's Bill. That's yeah. me. So I don't need Yonka's hard enough to spell. You don't need Yonka on anything. It already says Kankakee. It's true. It really is. It's true. But I bet there will be something either for you or maybe there already is something for the Yonka family. I don't know. Because it's not just you. It 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 starts even with your your dad. And I don't know if it goes farther back than that. Yeah. It, it's weird that it, I think my dad was the first one to be kind of a extrovert person around town as a Yonka. Um, but yeah, the, the original Bill Yonka was my uh, grandfather's, I think grandfather, who lived in a, a back room of a shop in downtown Kankakee, who immigrated from Germany and came, the story you out, we hear, and my, my uncle, who recently passed, always drew pictures of the original Bill who came to Kankakee. Oh, okay. Do, so, do you guys look anything alike? Do you no, have pictures? No, no, we look nothing alike. <laughs> oh, the, the genetics have done some mutating and is a whole new creature now, you know. Your uncle was Paul. My uncle was Paul. Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to hear of his passing, but I think maybe... Maybe because he had a show on KAN, yeah. right? So we, okay. So we, I think we did a show together and then it went on after I left it. Okay. Yeah. It, was that when when you left it and went to X Country? Well, or? I left it and did, um, yeah, I guess I'm, how do I, I man, it all meant mumbles I know, together. So I left one, it and did X Country, but I, I also started doing every week, every week morning on WKAN. Oh, that's right. Was, this was just a Saturday. I said Saturday. That's Saturday. right. Okay. And so Didn't... I started the Saturday show and then I, I started doing that and then Allison Beasley was there helping out sometimes and then Carl Maronich would come in. Yes. And my Uncle Paul would just, uh, we never had like a plan. He just showed up every time. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up every time and he wrote amazing old time radio um, dramas and he had a wit about him that was just unlike anyone I know. And it's the kind of thing that it's not for the masses. <laughs> not everyone's <laughs> going to get this, but the ones who do are going to love it. They're going to love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think there was one point where it was just Carl and it was Paul. Yeah. For it was the the super Saturday the, or the, the really big. The really big show. The really big show. So I think that's when I met your uncle mm -hmm. was probably I was either in high school or I was just out of high school and I was in um, a KVTA production and we were promoting that production. And I remember being on a Saturday morning show at KAN and I remember Carl being there mm -hmm. and in recent years getting to know that your uncle Paul was also involved with that show. I'm like, oh, that must have been who it was that that I, you know, had had talked with. And I can't, like I said, I can't remember. Some sometime in the the probably the late 2000s. Yeah. this would uh, have been. Yeah, and it, I may have still been doing it and just not there at that day. I'm not. That sure. That could be. Yeah, I, I know you I, definitely were not there. Yeah. I, I do, but I definitely remember Carl being there and someone else. And I bet it was Paul. But like, I what I loved about doing stuff like that was that there was so much creativity. And somebody like my Uncle Paul could, he's just an amazing writer, like wrote, created, created characters, created storylines, created weird stuff that wouldn't work anywhere else, but you could do it there. And then we had Pam Paul on, 
Who okay. Pam, I don't know if you know Pam. Yes, I do. I've she, met her a couple times. And she'd be great on your podcast as well. Yeah, she I, is, I'm, I would actually like that. Yeah. yeah. But she just started coming on the Saturday morning show on WK and re- reviewing movies. And now all of a sudden she's flying around the world and on TV and like, wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, like somebody she, can just say, this is what I want to do when you go do it. Yeah. She goes to music festivals all over the place. Well, yeah. So, music, or not music festivals, I, uh, I film festivals. Yeah. Film, film festivals. That's more her thing. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Film festivals is what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I met her once or twice at the radio station. She had come in uh, for some special events. Um, I can't remember. It was, it was a film showing of some kind. Mm-hmm. At the at the library or or something like that that she was promoting and I met her there and it was cool to to meet her and talk with her about what she does. So. And that's the kind of thing I think is wonderful about a place like Kankakee is that people like that have an outlet. It's like not just an outlet, it's not like the one of the big stations in town. Yeah. And people can flex their creative muscles like that and People who, you know, like my uncle was retired at the time. Carl has another important job in town and like wants to, was a pad of passion for it. Pam just decided like, I'm going to go after this thing. And they all did. And I feel like, hey, maybe like, okay, I did a little Saturday morning show, but like all these other people got to like follow a thing they wanted to do. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Yeah, I definitely do too. And, and bringing up your uncle and then also Carl reminds me of a a commercial that I had helped Carl put together in recent years and you probably have heard this Riverside commercial it was done in an old radio style exactly uh, and it was it was a a play I believe it was a a play on play of I think who's on first yeah i think i think that but it was it was it was about riverside's my chart yes but it was like the classic uh abbott and costello who's on first kind of skit i think if i remember correctly and i i helped i uh they came to uh uh milner media to record the the voices Mm -hmm. that's all i did i didn't put it together i just recorded i think it was lewis and um Oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. A great local actor. I remember Lewis being involved in that. Yeah, that mm. was before Lewis, like he was just about to go to California, move to California. Lewis Wood. Yes. I don't know. Sam? Sam? Is that the other guy's name? I don't know why I'm, I'm totally, I'll think of it later when it's not mm. even relevant. But they came in and they did it and they did such a great job. So I wish that commercial was still running because I enjoyed listening to it. And I think that people will think that kind of style of radio, that I love that old timey style of radio. Yes. And I think that people think of that now and think, oh, that's dated. That's not interesting. Actually, there's some really funny, great ways to tell a story in that style. And I think it's timeless, but I'm biased. I absolutely do too. I love listening to, I think it's what it's WGN on Saturday nights. Oh goodness. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And I forget what time it is now. It's always super, it's always super late. It's super late at night. And they, and I forget the name of the show even, cause I don't always get to catch it. Oh, I'm not, I'm not planning on listening to it. I just <laughs> listen to it when I'm in the car on Saturday nights. I'm driving home from stock car races somewhere. I'm like, Oh, it's one of these nights. Yeah. This yeah. is cool. I'm yeah. going to love this. Yes. And so usually when I'm able to listen, 
is if I'm in Chicago at a at a show of some kind and you know it's it's 11 o'clock at night or it's midnight or whatever and it's a Saturday night and I'm like oh I can listen to <laughs> I can listen to WGN on the way, yeah, yeah. And I can listen to these old plays or these old uh yeah, the old radio, radio plays. plays. Yeah, yeah. The old radio and they, plays. they're so yeah. knowledgeable, and it, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, like we, my dad and I used to always listen to WGN when we left stock car races. My dad covered the stock car races for many years in Kankakee, and I was the announcer as I got older. And we'd always listen to the same radio as we were going home. <laughs> and and there was once a night where the the question, the topic was something about lies your parents told, and. <laughs> And my, I, I said, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to call in on this. <laughs> and I'm waiting to talk on the air because I, mm-hmm. you don't know, call into stuff like that. You're in the industry. You're like, hey, this yeah. is kind of fun. I want to yep. give them something good because I know when you're taking calls on the radio, it's, ah, they it's don't always, miss. they don't always take it when it's it's hit it's hit or miss if they're going to be good. Yeah, as right. the person on the other end. Oh, so yeah. you want to help them? Oh, out. yeah, right. Yeah, I always think Absolutely. I'm helping them out. <laughs> By well, giving them some good material. Yeah, you're trying to. I mean, they technically, usually the uh, the person that's answering the phone is the producer. Yes. Not so much in, in our small market. We don't no. have producers. No, you're going to get, you're going to get <laughs> Wake and Jake or you're going to get actual Bill Yonka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I was waiting and the person on before me is my own father <laughs> talking about a lie that his father told him. And I got on the air and I'm like, wait, you're not going to believe this. That was my dad who <laughs> just called. <laughs> and They're going to think, this guy's full of crap. Yeah. And I think he made something up. He was just thought it was fun. So he, you know, made up a lot. So lie. were you guys not in the... We weren't in the same cars. Oh, I thought you were. No. No, you weren't okay. in the same cars. So uh, you're both driving home from yeah. the stock car And races. he was living in Joliet at the time, I think, and I was in Kankakee. So I was okay. just... It was amazing. <laughs> Okay, sorry to sorry that, to just grab great. the wheel no, and steal no, your no, podcast. No, no. <laughs> dude, this is awesome. I I knew this was going to be an absolute blast having you on yeah. because there's so much to talk about. You do so many great things. You're so involved with Kankakee. I mean, my early memories of you go back to high school. I don't. You probably don't remember it because I was a student and you were a trumpet player. I was a you yeah I was a trumpet at the, player at the Mac auction. I remember you there. I was like an MC or something for a while or something doing something there, and you were blowing the trumpet every time when something happened. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if I ever did that. I remember one year at the auction they had me play the the wizard. Of the Wizard oh, of Oz. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if there was anything trumpet related with that. Oh, uh, well, you know. It was it was I'm uh meshing a couple things together. Well, yeah, but that was and and uh you know, once again, that was like mid two thousands. So I I remember that was the first time I had met you. This was when you know, Gina Lamore was still working in, uh, it was it called admissions? I don't even know. She was in know. like develop, the development, development. Yeah, She office. was in the, that's what it was called. So Gina Lamore was in the Who's development awesome. office. She's wonderful. Yeah. She, Imagine if the world had more Gina Lamore. <laughs> the, the world would be a lot better off. Yeah. There, there'd be a lot more things done. <laughs> that's for sure. But then just people just feeling good. Like, yeah. you're just like, I've never been around here and then like, 
well, she's in a bad mood. <laughs> or she brought me down. That's so, true. So if she is in a bad mood, she's usually funny about it. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, and by the way, it's a distant relation. Okay. People ask me that all the time. It's a very distant relation. It's it I don't even know. We're not we're not uh, super closely related. It's like some type of distant cousin. So, so anyway, I remember you know at that time in the mid two thousands, Gina working in the development office, and you were involved with was it the uh, the alumni, alumni the alumni, yeah. mm-hmm. and so I had met you before some type of event or. And and this was probably during school hours or something because you know you were pretty involved with the alumni association mm-hmm. at that I was president time. president at one time, yeah, okay. like chairman or whatever they called it. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe that would have been the time yeah. you were chairman because mm-hmm. you're 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 a graduate of yeah. Bishop Mac. Yeah. So, um, but as far as I know, you're not you're not in the uh, or you're not part. You're not like the president of the alumni association. Well, not these not yeah not, not these, these days, days. No. yeah well, and not. Not, I'm still fine with Bishop Mac and everybody, but now I'm, you know, with my, one of my jobs at Kankakee School District, I'm kind of all in over there. <laughs> right. Like announcing basketball games and <laughs> running around and wearing, I'm, today I'm wearing the jersey because it's, it's the, uh, it's, it was a high school uh, homecoming week. So it was. Was that this week? Jer- it's Jersey Day today. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but I should wear it all the time. You really should, considering your position with uh, the uh, District 111. And now I'm feeling, I'm feeling the feeling you know all too well when you start talking about things that people can't see. They have to see it. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so Bill is wearing a, a Kankakee. It's, it's got to be a it's basketball. A vintage, it's, a it's a vintage basketball, basketball jersey. jersey. Um, who... How, I wish how, I, how vintage is that? Did they just <laughs> like I would say 2001, maybe. Okay, well, yeah. that's 20 years old. 20 years old. Yeah, and I I got it for I bought it for five bucks. Okay. We had a sale, but I I would love to find who actually wore number four, and I'd give this to them. I mean, maybe they're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> right so if you now. played basketball for Kankakee and you were ever number four. Find me at the farmer's market. I'll bring it. I'll give it to you. I I don't, it's not something that, it's cool. I love it. Yeah. But it's not, it's more important to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I don't remember, I just remember your face really well from being in high school at Bishop Mac. And then I can't remember when I ever saw your face again, face again after that. It was probably honestly when I started working in radio, to be honest. And it was like, oh, we were both in that. I was like, oh, okay. It was just, you know, and then it just kind of goes from there. And, um, but what, what I want, I want to go, you know, to the beginning of like the Yonka family. I mean, you kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a different bill. Yeah. There was like the original bill that originally moved to Kank, like yeah. settled in Kankakee, like downtown Kankakee, okay. like a block from where I live right now. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. But, um, you know, my dad grew up in Shabance and um, my grandfather and his brothers had a construction company there and, and built a lot, of, well, quite a few houses. So was Bill like your great, great grandfather? The or? original Bill would be in my great, great, great grandfather. Oh, okay. Like. So Either three or great, four great, great, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of those, one or two of those. I need to study that stuff better. <laughs> I'm surprised. I just figured you knew. Oh, I, know I you... should. I, <laughs> I should know. Man, I should dig into that and know exactly. But my grandfather was really, really into it. 
and he knew that I was Bill Yonka the fourth. So that means there was he was the third, and the, that means it was the great great. This isn't the best audio right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of inside inside baseball inside the Yonka family. But does did anyone ever put the numbers behind their names? Do um, you put? My, I no, never. My, I've never seen my no my my grandfather kind of made a deal of it because um, he didn't have a kid himself named Bill. I think he was like the first one who didn't name one of his own offspring, Bill. So there's a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a gap, a gap there. Yeah. So that wouldn't really go with the, the yeah, numbers and, and at that point. My grandfather, Bill, was like, um, he took care of like all the cemeteries. So like he was really into um, in in like a certain area the Catholic, or? Ce- Catholic cemeteries for the oh Julia the organ okay the Julia so, like, he, um in like the Kankakee area. So he was like a, a, a cemetery that, superintendent. Yeah. Okay. So, which doesn't match the kind of things my dad and I have done with, did with our lives, like in media and like, you know, being more public, he was more like, I'm going to drive a truck. I'm going to get to where I'm going to go. I'm going to have a crew of guys who are going to dig a grave and uh, we're going to lower a body in there. We're going to fill it back in. Yeah. Very. And then, you know, like build, we're going to build some houses Really, like, paid attention to every penny he spent and told me I should sell insurance and be an auctioneer on the weekend. And I was like, that, okay, no. <laughs> but I he, cannot picture that at all. Bill, Bill, Bill Yonka selling. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, yeah. why do you think so many people are in, true, in insurance? <laughs> but it was, he was really, um, you know, he taught my dad and my uncle how to dig graves as a kid. Did uh, did that get passed on to you? Yeah. Yeah, really? So you when, know how to dig a grave. I know how to dig a grave, yeah. So when my grandfather died, um, my dad and a cousin and my brother and uh, Pat Kennedy, who you probably know. Yes. He dug, he dug my grandfather's grave with me. Really? Yeah. No, my grandfather? No. He, what grave did he dig? Maybe it was my grandmother's. Anyway, he, he knows how to dig graves now. But my, my grandfather, you know, had, you know. We dug it by hand. Now they don't really do that. Oh, no. I was going to say, that was going to be my next question. Did you actually dig it by hand? How long does that take? It takes a little, um, it takes about, oh, man, like three hours and six beers. (laughs) 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 You you have to, you have to pack a cooler and you have to, and when. Okay. How do you, if you're doing this by hand, Mm -hmm. how does, how do you keep it? Square, square, and you know, yeah. well, rectangle, I guess. Yeah, but you right? gotta keep the, the angles. You say you're keeping it square. Square, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. How yeah. do you do? Do you do you have like a uh, like a frame? You have, you, you you put a uh, box. You put wood around it. You know, so you're saving the grass outside of there, and then you're cutting real specific lines, like you were cutting a garden or something, and then you. Keep it square. Yeah. This is so fitting since, uh, you know, this episode is coming out in October. Like, this is... What, <laughs> it, it's, it is, but what, what's weird about it is when you're doing it, it's the least morbid thing. Well, sure. It's just a job. It's at a that job. Point, right? And, I mean, but yeah. if you're... Uh, how was it? Was it any different when you... Probably not for your grandfather because he was a grave digger himself. So there probably wasn't... <clears throat> or your grandmother... Yeah. You're, uh, so so I my grandfather know. died first. So my dad and I 
went out and did that one. Oh, you did do that one. And then we did my grandmother's. So wh- wh- were there any different feelings or did you still, since you had experience with that already, did you not yeah. feel emotional attachment? No, there, there's feelings you have, but the feelings, some of it, and my dad and I felt the same way about it. Like, well, you could be out here doing this, shooting the crap and having a beverage together and digging and getting the hard day's work in. Or you could be sitting around somebody's living room around a, around a kitchen table where everybody's weepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's better to like sweat it out. Yeah. And and you're telling stories, you're talking, and you have something to do. And that's that that's better in our mind. So when my dad passed away, it was just kind of a given that like, well, we'll go do it. Yeah. Dig his grave. Yeah. Huh. Do you yeah. have... Now, I don't know if this might be like past a creepy point, but do you take videos of that? Did you know. at all? I think somebody took some pictures. I have <clears> pictures <throat> of it, of me being down in the grave. And I was wearing the shirt from the pictures the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, this is my grave digging shirt. <laughs> do you wear overalls, too? I do wear overalls, but not not when I'm digging graves. Not, no? No, not when you're digging I would graves. just think that would be a very grave digger... My grandfather would have agreed with you, but yeah. it's not the if it's not the right season for overalls, you got to well, wear shorts. And, that's true. Yeah. And I think your father passed away. Was it summertime? Summertime, yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a short sweating it out. I bet. Yeah. And I mean, depending on what that summer was like, it could have been pretty hard to dig that. Yeah, it was. If uh, it was dry, it was dry. I don't and, know. But there was a there was a lot of people involved in that one. Yeah. You know, once we had started the tradition of digging graves. <laughs> then people were like, oh, we're going to come out and do that with you. Now, hopefully this doesn't happen, but I think I'm going to make, I'm going to make a will. Yeah. And in case I die young and you're still old enough and able enough, it's going to say Bill Yonka is going to dig my grave. Oh, I'd or maybe it. maybe this is good enough right now. This is testament right now. It's on recording. It's on record. <laughs> Technically, this is on record. Bill Yonka. It is. I'm, I'm going to have you dig my grave. I don't. I, I hope it doesn't happen. I, I mean, I hope it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like... I'll do it probably. If it, do, if it yeah. does... I'll do it. Yeah. And, and I think I think we still have the shovel. So my grandfather had a shovel. It was a shovel he brought to all the, all the jobs. You had yeah. to bring that shovel because he made a notch in it, and you put that in the grave, and that's how you know it's deep enough. Oh, right, because it's, it's six foot high, Not right? six foot. No. no? Popular myth. Some how, how, it, how high is it? Eh, four and a half. Five. Wow. I, I can look out it. Or maybe. And I knew we were doing it proper because it was my grandfather's shovel. Yeah. But is so is his shovel, it's not six feet high then. His shovel's not six feet high, but okay. it's, it's, it's a pretty long shovel and it's got mm-hmm. a little notch on the handle. Yeah. And with, so you he can, made that yeah. to like, no, okay, so that's, we're deep enough. Yeah. And it's just always weird to me that we took that shovel that day and used it on his own grave to know <laughs> it's deep enough. That he made that little thing out of convenience, so you didn't have to use a tape measure, something yeah, weird like right, that. Right. You got a shovel; you're already using it. Don't pull yeah. a tape measure out of your pocket. Just do that. You know that. It's funny you dug his. He literally, he kind of metaphorically dug his own grave. I mean, you, yeah, you used his shovel, and that kind of reminds me of all when, of his tools. Yeah, <laughs> you used all. God, that's funny. Yeah, um, that kind of reminds me of when my uh, my grandpa Lamour died. He for his like his main floral arrangement. I think that was on his casket or or right next to his casket. He, you know, he was a farmer. Yeah. So w- one of the main weeds farmers kill all the time is thistles, right? <laughs> well, 
I didn't realize this till his funeral, and I wonder if he ever realized this, but when thistles, they grow tall enough or whatever, they actually bloom a flower. Yeah, and they're nice and white and pretty. It's very yeah. pretty. Lace looking. So, yeah, so guess what fl- what what was in his flower arrangement was a thistle. And I always thought that was the funniest thing, because literally this man, excuse me, I'm spitting. I don't That's mean okay. to. He spent like his whole life killing <laughs> Killing these thistles, and here's one at his, his wake and his funeral. I just thought there, I just thought it was funny. I learned something new about Bill Yanka. I did not know you were a grave digger. Well, I haven't. I've got. A, I don't have a lot of experience. I've only ever done it in Shabance, and I've never done it during the winter time. You know, when you had to dig them during the winter by hand. Yeah, I can't imagine. That's brutal, that. especially your grandfather. That was back when winters were winters. Yes. And the the thaw, mm-hmm. or, or not the thaw, the, the freeze, the, the, the frost was, yeah. was very deep. Nowadays, that like that doesn't really exist because of the fluctuating temperatures all the time. But back then. You had a deep, deep <laughs> freeze there. Man. So did he ever talk about how they would dig? Man, dig? I, I, I knew they had to like lay blank, lay stuff over it so it didn't, it would be better the next day when you came and did it. But I wish they were around to ask. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just imagine them taking like a blowtorch. Lighten the old blowtorch up. Oh, got to thaw it out. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then they think it's so weird now, even when we were doing this, like, you know, we got a backhoe over here. It does it real fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of. We know it's we a tra- it. it's a tradition. We get it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it'll take them what ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and then somebody you still have to square it up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I just imagine you you earlier you said something about three hours and six beers. I uh, I just imagine as with uh, more of a crowd. There's more beers than that. <laughs> but with the, the original crew we had, I think it was just it may have just been coffee and we had a beer after. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just I'm I'm imagining you drinking while digging these holes, these graves. Yeah. And the grave just slowly like slanting. It starts out <laughs> starts out nice and and straight, and then you know like you know the point where they're at least three or four beers deep, and then that's when it starts. Starts uh, slanting there, and well, luckily you know. we're working hard enough. You don't really, get, you don't really get much in. Yeah, but true. only one person can really be in there at a time. Yeah, Once I was going to say enough, there's not there's not room. Yeah, and then the other people are just wheelbarrow people, wheel in the dirt. Okay, so how is so so everyone knows it's it's six feet under, but what's the the width? It's not actually six, as you it know. It is not. Oh, right, we yeah, just talked. We about just that. talked. But the width is, uh, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure. It's just that they they laid it out. I'm going to have a hard time now without help from an expert. Like I'm real, I'm worried about your grave if it comes to that. <laughs> it's going to be shoddy work, and but it it is weird, Bill. I'm I'm trying to to help you keep your your skills so that way you never lose I'm ready. them. I'm so, ready, but it is know. isn't it kind of weird that like my dad. And he talked about his grand, his father doing the same thing. Took a lot of pride in how nice the corners were. These corners are nice. Like the way a carpenter would take pride in like woodworking and things like that. Except no one sees, sees it. it. It's filled back in later that the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just think that there's something weird and wonderful about that. 
that is it's i guess it's it's all uh more of a uh thing between you and the yourself work you're your your work and that dead body i guess i mean yeah. <laughs> you know and if you know and in the creator if you know you're a believer so i mean because like you just said no one else is gonna you know no one's gonna no, know. no one's gonna know no one's gonna see it i highly doubt the you know the the widow or widow uh, or the family is gonna look at that that uh, that grave and be like, wow, that's really that's really square. They did a they did a really good job on that. Let me get a level. You got a, a T square we can put in here. Yeah. I just want to appreciate this a little bit. You know, it didn't look like this when Uncle Albert died. No, they did it with it a backhoe. It was awful. It was it was not square at all. Whoa. Let me tell you. <laughs> I appreciate a good uh, grave digging, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's really cool to learn. So, so, um, so that's that's kind of your. How did how did the moving to Shabance come into play? If if Bill, your you know your great great great, you know, they started in Kankakee, but then there's been a branch that like went to Essex, and okay. then Moments. Uh, there's Yonkas out in Moments, and then there was a Shabance group of Yonkas, and then when my grandfather. And then there was some people who, you know, came back to Kankakee. So I don't. Was it fa- was it farming, or you you mentioned your grandfather built? He was a builder as well as mm-hmm. a, a grave digger. So maybe it was building homes. It was out there? Building homes down there, but other others. Fa- he grew up on a farm. Okay. So you know that kind of life was where they were. Yeah. Do you know of any houses that he built in the area that you can go to to this day and be like? My grandfather built that house. There's a couple in Shabance that I think my my dad's pointed out to me. A couple streets where it's like there's a lot of them when yeah. there was a little little mini housing boom yeah. in Shabance. Right. I mean, well, when when would that have have that been? would have been um, 40s, 50s, 60s? Oh, there was definitely a boom there. <laughs> yeah, we all know that after yeah. the the war. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool though. It's cool that if you know those houses, you can point them out and say. My grandfather built that house. I think there's a lot of people, and that's what's kind of cool about people with history here. And you're probably finding this all the time. More and more. That it's not just like driving through a place. You're looking at things that your family did. Yes. and Or someone else's family. Or someone else's family or a friend of yours. Like, I I love it. I think that's um, what makes being here kind of special to me is that um, I can drive through other towns and I can kind of appreciate the stories, but here it's stories are all kind of sort of connected to. Mm-hmm. And I always think I want people who are new to our community to feel that. Yeah. To like, okay, how do we get you into this? Yeah. So, so you grew up in Kankakee. I grew up or did you, the grow, mo- or did uh, you grow up in or did you start in Shabans? No, I, I grew up in Kankakee for um for the first five years or so. Then we lived in Bourbon A for most of that time. And um, then I went I went to college. So I didn't even li- like, people say, Mr. Kankakee, well, I didn't even live here growing up. <laughs> but like, you know, er- Ernie Banks and Ron Santo weren't Cub fans when they were kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, <That's> a- <laughs> they, 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 were, they became identified with it when they grew up and became it, part of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. I never yeah. thought about it that way yeah. until you put that into in perspective. Now, where did you go to college? I went to college at Lewis University, which is wonderful. It's uh, near Joliet and Romeoville. And that was, it's kind of like 
that kind of small community where I could have a radio show, even though I wasn't a major in that program. I was on, in theater because- Is that know. what you majored in? No, what did I, you... I majored in political science and marketing. Really? I had an internship in Washington, D.C., so I had to like declare a political science major to get credit for it. Okay. But I did all sorts of other stuff. I played on the college tennis team because I had a tennis racket in my room. They said, oh, you got a racket? Oh, you can, you can be on the team. <laughs> and traveled all over the Midwest like for one season because- I had a racket. Yeah. So I just love that kind of environment where, hey, jump into this. Do it. So that was a good, great place. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much like, hey, you got the you got a basketball? Okay. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> Not quite. I, I know it wasn't quite for basketball, but for yeah. tennis it would be. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to, to – so when did – I, I remember the last time we saw each other, and I'm pretty, well, no, not the last time, because we saw each other at Oktoberfest yeah. for like a hot minute, but yeah. like the last, I'm pretty sure the last time we actually talked for a, a length of time was actually just down the street from my house here. Kayaking. I was just, yeah, you were kayaking. I was just out for an evening walk in mm -hmm. my in my neighborhood, and I'm walking by the park, and I, I see this car and I see this guy putting his kayak on top of the car and I'm just looking at the silhouette and because this is, it was like dusk, yeah, it was, dusk. It was, you know, too late I'm, to be on the water technically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm, well, you were just finishing up, finishing though. up. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'm like, look, and I was like, I think that's Bill Yonka. So, you know, we stopped and we talked a little bit yeah. and, um, I remember, I think that's when you told me your first, where your first radio job was oh, where my first radio well, I had a radio a radio show in college but my first radio right. job uh came at WGFA in Wadsika and it just became a thing because I don't know I was hanging out with people I knew at a Clifton Central in my my Iroquois County roots <laughs> at a Clifton <laughs> Central football game and I for some reason was up in the booth you know just hanging around with people and I said maybe a little too loud oh I could do that Oh, like no. about the the radio team. I said, I, I could do that. And the guy heard me and he was a guy, great fun friend of mine, turned it out to be a great friend of mine, uh, Justin Kaiser, who's passed now, but he was just phenomenal. And he's was not a football guy, was not a sports guy, just got pressed into duty that night. And so he took off his headphones, looked back at me and said, what are you doing next weekend? <laughs> then, like I interviewed that week and then all of a sudden I started doing sports on the radio and they said, well, we need you for Saturday mornings too. Okay. Well, I'll do the Saturday morning sports show. I'll, I'll do that. And that was, was that an hour long thing? Like Is that what 45, 45 minutes, minutes or an hour? That's yeah. a long time. It's a long time to talk about but, sports. Yeah. And then to have like, I had, and I it's have all local pretty much, local right? Stuff. I'd have to be finding scores from, Northern Indiana, which I didn't know anything about. Yeah. And I don't, it, it probably wasn't very good. <laughs> Do you have any air checks from? Oh, I've got some tapes. Yeah. yeah. You got some. And then I would take great pains to get coaches on. But I always kind of um, sold the show as I am the person who likes sports the least who has his own sports show. All these other people who are doing sports shows, they obviously love they stuff. They actually love sports. Oh, they think it's great. Yeah. And I just want to ask basketball coaches, so what is the ideal length of a basketball short? Where, where, what, give me an inch. Give me an inch, or, or just where it should come on the thigh. Like, <laughs> give, Those, give me like a frame of reference. Is it Larry Bird? 
Is it is it Carl Malone? Who who should I be thinking of for your idea? And I'm sure people in Wadseek were thinking, who is this guy? Yeah, they're probably thinking. Why are they talking about my kid? My kid plays on that team. Yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> like, this guy definitely is not a sports nut. But I'm, I you like know. sports. Yeah. I do. But there's a difference, like as you said, yeah. between. I, I'm, I don't like it on a level of. That's like, more of a, a lover. Uh, well, I mean, you're passion- I know you're passionate about, you know, racing. Yeah, but that's- racing. And, and, and even that, I don't, I don't pretend to know how an engine works. <laughs> that's not my world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I barely operate the PA system. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's where I, I got my start, like in like actual paid a radio, doing a radio first, job. First paid job. That, that reminds me of, and I think when you had first told me this story, you know, sometime in the last year when we I saw each other. It, I probably told it better. No, that, that's about how you told it. Um, you know, that that's exactly how I felt when I started working Saturday mornings on the Valley. There wasn't a sports show, but you had to do a sports report. Yes. And I am like the least sports savvy person. So, so when I was told that, oh, yeah, one of your duties for Saturday morning is compiling a local sports report. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just, you know, they're like, yeah, just look in the journal for scores. Oh, and, you know, and so, oh no. you know, I mean, and. It's funny because I actually got a different job because I knew something about sports. Okay. So I worked in, before I moved back to Kankakee, I lived in, in Milwaukee for a while after college. And I worked for a, a promotional company that managed the Johnsonville Bratwurst, Great local connection. Yeah, to big, moments. Big, big taste grill. So they have two of these grills that are big tanker trucks, and the side opens up. Oh, that's right. They still, they still have those, yeah. don't they? And they travel around the country, and they're like evangelicals for the world of sausage. <laughs> like, we're going to bring the sausage to the masses. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, if someone loves sausage, they love Johnsonville. Yeah. I mean- and, it's just and a given. so I was working on a, for a different client, Dunkin' Donuts at the time, and the person who was on the Johnsonville account had, I think, said Sooners when she meant Cornhuskers oh, or some no. kind of sports teams that she was just throwing everything out there, and it was it was not going well. Oh man, <laughs> and, Sooners? That's what Oklahoma? That's Oklahoma. The Cornhuskers, Huskers. Nebraska. Yeah, and, you know, somebody oh, was man. making mistakes and not really in tune with the world of sports and like. So then my job became like, okay, book the Big Taste Grill at football games. So I had to make the arrangements to get them at football games and like even the Super Bowl. Like, okay, Bill, find a way to get us at the Super Bowl. Wow. It was kind of fun. So that was putting your, pretty much putting your marketing degree to work, right? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's dabbling a little bit in the marketing aspect. In In the marketing world, but it's also, I think, what I think... You do this. Um, just okay. Just solve a problem. Figure out a way to make this work. Yeah, I definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You do that in like all the things you do. You figure, yeah. okay, we're gonna figure out something here. Yeah. So like when I had, to f- you don't just look in the phone book and say, oh, I'm gonna call the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no hey, listing figure for out Super a way Bowl. to get us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, you, you like, okay. Well, I'm, I know. It was in Tampa Bay. I know uh, the stadium sells Johnsonville. So if I work with the concessions, maybe they can get me a spot somewhere outside the stadium where we could be cooking their brats, bringing them to them. And then because they got to stock up because it's 
a huge food day because people get there so early. Right. They got plenty of money to spend. And so we worked it out. And we were at the Super Bowl for nothing, which made me like the hero of that company for like a day. Just a day? Just a day. Oh, come on. There's that, no glory. That, there's at least a, a, a good six months in there. There should know. be. There, <laughs> there should be. Because <laughs> when like you anything and associated then, with the Super Bowl should be crazy expensive, right? So, so which Super Bowl was this? That oh, you... man. It was in Tampa Bay, and I think the, Ra- the Ravens may have won it. I know the Ravens were in it. This would have been what early two thousands. Early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of. I think I remember that one. It was Ravens and um, a football team, and and a football team. Another Good team point. that like did stuff with pads on and helmets. <laughs> You're the other guys. What they wore was. helmets. I remember that. <laughs> so you know, working for Johnsonville, and then going on from there. I mean. You know the the that first radio gig at at GFA yeah, was that was a few years after that. A, when I moved back few, to Kankakee. When yeah. you moved back to Kankakee, what? How did how did that can continue from there? And what else were you were you who else were you working for? I know you you eventually were working for the city of yeah. Kankakee. Yeah. So I um, came back to Kankakee. Um, and I, I'd gone back to school to get my teacher certification. And I came back to Kankakee and taught uh, PE at St. Martin's. What? Yeah, St. Martin's. You taught PE at St. Martin's. Yeah, when I came back to Kankakee. And I was and like, this doing is coming a ra- from a guy who doesn't, you know, well, like, and, it's not that you don't like sports. No, I do. Just, but I was doing, yeah. I was doing a radio show on the yeah. weekends, and teaching PE. <laughs> and then eventually I. Instead of getting a teaching job, I got a job in marketing for KCC, which kind of combined the two things. Okay. So from there, I worked at Martin Whalen Office Solutions for a while, did marketing for them. They're all awesome people. And then I got hired away from there to run the Kankakee Downtown Development Corporation and what was at that point the Kankakee Chamber of Commerce. So a lot of... It's amazing how much has evolved and changed yeah, since then. In those times. Yeah. And yeah, now instead of there being like one developmental group, there's like seems like there's a bunch of them. Well, right? Kind of. Sort I, of. I think I think it makes more sense than it used to. It used to be you had different chambers of commerce and then it was weird because I got hired to run the one in Kankakee, which I always kind of felt like, yeah, hey, I'm I'm Kankakee, I'm all in on this, but I want to work better with everybody else rather than be I didn't want to be divisive, you know, so. Was was the the chamber at that time, was it just Kankakee or was it Kankakee County? Well, there was a Kankakee County <clears throat> Chamber of Commerce that, a regional chamber of commerce that moved out of Kankakee. You know, they were had been for decades in the on the corner of Court and Schuyler, like right in the heart of downtown. And then, yeah, when they left, people in downtown said, well, we, we have to have our chamber of commerce of ours. So they they found me and had me do that. Okay. And is that what evolved into the current and then, county, then Kankakee that, County Eventually chamber? that kind of came together with with uh, Bradley Bourbon. They had their own chamber of commerce. It was a Kankakee Regional Chamber of Commerce, and it was Kankakee. So eventually those things all kind of came together after – after my time there. Okay. Cause yeah, I was going to say Bradley and Bourbon A, they don't have chambers. No, they don't. It's, it's just it's, Kankakee it's, it's, Regional now. It's right. It's yeah. all Kankakee County Chamber. It, it of, makes, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It like does. it makes sense also for like Mantino to have their own kind of, they're separate. 
You yeah, know what I mean, but everything hasn't uh, completely grown together yes. there yet. You know, yeah. there's still cornfields and mm-hmm. and uh, li- uh, yeah, limestone or or, cor- or limestone quarries yeah. between between the two. There's that rural aspect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it ever does grow together one day, then yeah, that might who knows that might happen. But that's yeah. that's so many years from now, and who knows what'll happen by then. But yeah, but it's it's happening slowly. It, yeah, it really it is. is. It's it's amazing how. Uh, Mantino and Bourbonnet are getting closer and closer to each other. I remember know. going to Mantino with my grandfather, and it felt like Shabance. Yeah. And he said, and he, I remember riding in his truck, and someday this town's going to be huge. You watch. <laughs> okay, I'm watching. And it's actually, it's really good. It's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. When I, just, just in like, you know, I'm 31, and just since I was a young kid, it was there was like four or five thousand people that lived yeah. there. And What's it up to now? It's around ten. You maybe do the a Kanky, little more. Kankakee County whole Kankakee County podcast. You should have your population <laughs> all stats this, 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 all ready. The stats. Well, here's the thing: when the the latest census stats came out, there was a lot of the 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 mayors. I think not happy. They weren't happy about it. So that's why I'm like. Well, I think it's about 10,000, but I'm not really sure because, you know, mm-hmm. this this uh, local official said, well, that's not really accurate, yeah. you know, so. I what mean, I love about a place like Mantino is that I'm always there for Oktoberfest to do a live radio thing out there. Yeah. And it, I ha- it's the same thing I feel when I go to Shabans or Ashcombe. It, this feels like my town. I love it. And I... Th- I I always want people to feel that way when they come to Farmer's Market or when they come to Merchant Street Music Fest. I want to feel like, hey, this is my thing. Yeah. Even if I'm not from this town, I feel like this is mine. Yeah. Like they're looking at me me as like, yep, you belong. Well, we know Bill belongs because you're Kankakee. Yeah. Mr. Kankakee. So. But I want people who aren't I from Kankakee. To- you want it to feel like, and it, and it does feel that way at, at the Farmer's Markets and, <clears throat> you know, Merchant Street and, and all those different things I feel like. Um, and of course, Mantino feels like a hometown to me because it is it my hometown. Is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. But even though like I, I don't currently live in Mantino, I, I actually have felt like Kankakee has become, you know, my my it feels like my hometown. Oh, that's cool. Now. It, it's been starting to feel that way. And like I'm in a weird spot in Bradley, Kankakee, because I'm like right on the border. You so are. So like I don't like, you know, like I'm village of Bradley, but like I have a Kankakee address. So I'm like, I guess I'm both. Yeah. This is a weird little <laughs> spot right here. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's so strange, but um, but I, I love it. So cause I get to kind of dabble in a little bit of Bradley, a little bit of Kankakee. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You're know. a cool spot. Yeah. Definitely in a cool spot. So so where did where did the the KAN days come into play? Was was your dad kind of an open door to that? Because you know, your dad Dennis, he worked for the the, the you journal. know the journal yeah. and well actually I don't know at by that time he, he wasn't they had the journal at that the time jur- when started at WKAN I think he was okay. still in Joliet well and at that time the journal didn't own KAN no. anymore it no. was all Star my connection there and kind of through because of my dad you know I think you know I think it's healthy to be able to say hey I had some privileges in my life because. People around me knew other people. And then you had to show up and do the job yourself. But you got a foot in the door because my dad, when um, he was always on with Mike Tomano, when he worked in Joliet. So they were friends. And then when I kind of moved to town, I met 
him. And then all of a sudden, oh, we need somebody to do Saturdays. We need somebody to do this stuff. But yeah, my days at WGFA in Watsika ended when I got hired by the city to do the Chamber of Commerce and do economic development for the city of Yeah, because that's a whole... <laughs> well, that's, that's a, a whole, whole thing. thing. But then, yeah. then the guy who was running Farmer's Market, Merle Marksman, who did a great job starting it, I think was just tired of it and brought a box of stuff to my office and just left it and said, now it's yours. Go do it. And so like that was Saturday morning. And I was always in Wadsika on Saturdays doing the radio show. So I never went to the farmer's market until I was in charge of it. Wow. So then on the first day. Like, so okay. you're like, you like, you have like no, I, I mean, you sort of know what's going on, but at the same time, oh, you're like, yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> what am I, doing? I have no idea what's going on with this. And it was funny because even like, I mean, it was like back when the Daily Journal's comment section was a thing. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Remember that? Yes. Before, like, like, actually, you're talking about like actually in on the paper. Facebook. Or on the, oh, on, oh, face on the Facebook. Well, not on the Facebook, on, on their website. They would, you know, it would be like pre-Facebook being huge. Yeah. People would leave just awful comments on that. They would. And it was like Facebook training yeah, for leaving awful There was that on comments. the website, but didn't, and maybe they still do, didn't, they had some type of section in or the news. Speak news. Out. Is Speak Out still people, a thing? It might be. I I, see, I don't hear anyone talk about Speak Out anymore, but that might just because we are living in a world of Facebook. Yeah, yeah and, and if you don't know what Speak Out is, it's the old time thing where you could call a number and you could leave a message and they would print it in the newspaper. Yes. It was wonderful. And it was also, I feel like some of the comments were similar to what you read on the Facebook oh, comments. Sure. Yeah. Not all of them, but some of them I feel like would be kind of on the... Did you ever uh, call Speak Out? No, I never did. Oh, really? No. Oh. Um, but oh. just I, I just feel like some of the, the comments uh, that I remember reading or hearing about were similar to some of the the, uh, the racy oh, comments. Oh, that stuff, yeah. Y you know. Yeah. yeah. But people like on the Daily Journal comments would say, oh, Bill Yonka's going to do that. Sure. Is he going to get up before dawn and be out there sweeping up the parking lot and cleaning up the puke from no dogs? I'm like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> and all these years later, uh, I'm still every every once in a while. <laughs> Except it's not from No Dogs because No Dogs is no is, No Dogs is back. It is back. Yeah. Okay. Because No Dogs like, is back. Yeah. It was a little shuffling around, and then they're back in their old spot. Because I thought, oh, they are back in their old spot. Back. It's confusing. Oh my god. The podcast isn't long enough to go into the No Dogs <laughs> saga, but they just got the approval to keep their sign. They got a new sign. It says no dogs, kind of an arrow pointing to the door, and it's got a little dog, you know, the little no dogs dog spinning around on the top of the sign, <laughs> which I like. Oh, I, man. That's... I, I know, I know, I, I am never one for, like, actually kicking a dog. I think that's awful. But the no dogs dog with the shoe chasing him, spinning around. Dude. That just, that, that, like, says everything. That just, I love how that just captures what happened with the shuffling like yeah. that really captures yeah. it captures it well like yeah. that, that's and now the and no, that'll be there for the rest of the time no dog the, and then brent and the no dogs crew actually own the building now okay so, and i know that was a that you know, was a sticking point with that. yeah i had heard that and like you said that's a whole nother it's <laughs> a whole nother thing yeah. but um but yeah i had i i'm glad that they're you know they're back where they they're were where they're they, actually they open because yes. the last time i saw they just weren't open period no. so now, now it's open and uh 
yeah, there's still now there's things left in the market. But every once in a while, yeah, most, yeah. most of the people who go there behave themselves very well. <laughs> as someone who sits there every once in a while can attest. That's good. That's yeah. good to hear. Mm-hmm. And, but once in a while, yeah, you gotta you gotta clean up after that or yeah. or whatever but else. It it is the kind of thing where people would, would ask me, like, okay, so what what's the big thing happening in Kankakee? What's happening? And I know like um there are some big things happening right now. When I would first started doing the job, I'm like, man, we're doing a farmer's market every weekend and we're doing a hundred little things. And <laughs> I think there's something to that when you're in a place like Kankakee and you're battling perception. And if somebody has a great experience at the farmer's market and they get stuff they can't get anywhere else and they heard Lupe play, they heard Todd Hazelrig play, they heard some great music and they had this great day downtown. I think, you know, you got to just keep stacking those things on top of each other to combat anything that, you know, an old perception they may have, or, you know, hey, there's still things that go wrong lots of places. And, you know, always trying to remind people like the vast, vast majority of things operate like Music Fest or the Farmer's Market and they feel great and come be part of it. And people always kind of said, well, okay, my challenge when I did that job was always saying, how do we translate the success of a packed farmer's market to Tuesday morning in downtown Kankakee? You know, how do we, how does that happen? And I think just over time, it it does. I think now, you know, um, places don't sit empty across the street from farmer's market very long before somebody else moves in and wants to do something. So I've I've definitely noticed that in in recent years of more small businesses coming back to downtown, mm-hmm. and that's really great to see. And I, yeah, I don't think it's just a Kankakee thing. I think that's just a trend in general. Yeah. And it's weird for a community like Kankakee. That's something I think people don't realize. Like Kankakee's downtown was like the center of the entire area, area. for a while, absolutely. And there were department stores, and it got big real fast. And then you combine that with, okay, well, the rest of our county isn't a real urban area. So we want, at some point in time, people wanted things to feel really suburban where they could fall out of their front door and be right next to the front door of a building that they're going to go into. And so, you know, it lost some of its historic downtown charm and that kind of closeness that is, you know, like what people love about some downtowns that are really walkable. People love that, oh, this is right around the corner from this, and this is here, and it's all cute and compact. And Kankakee's like, well, there's a Paramount. It's up there. You can't see it. You got to get up there a ways. No, it's up on top. Once you get to the top of the hill, you can you'll, keep you'll looking. You'll see it. Yeah. You'll see it eventually. Yeah. And then and you go down, and like, oh, the depot is like kind of back there. You, you got you to go find it. <laughs> It's not like, you know, some of those little little downtowns that are so cute and quaint, you know, you go to Crown Point or you go to some of these places where it's like, ooh, this feels like the set of a movie. Well, you know, I, those were a lot of things that happened before you or I were, were born yeah. where people said, okay, we need more parking. And yes, you do need parking. But I, my opinion, I know people would disagree with me sometimes, like, we got enough. We got it. <laughs> we yeah. got it covered. And some people think, oh, well, I don't have any parking right outside my door. Well, we're we're in, you got to get in the mindset. You got to see a parking out here. 
that's very rarely, in, you know, unless it's farmer's market or music fest, it's not all full. Yeah. Unless there's one of those major events going on, yeah. parking is is usually readily available. But if you have a, a festival of some kind going mm-hmm. on, and yeah, the farmer's market has really grown. Um, and that's a thanks, thanks to you and a lot of other people that have worked so hard at making, <clears throat> putting a lot of energy and a lot of work into making that a thing. Like it's, it's such a thing now for people on the weekends where I feel like before it, it really wasn't. But literally so many walks of life, they make that, they have to, like they have to go. And if they don't go, they're sad. <laughs> and I appreciate you saying that because, um, and maybe it's just the constant wanting things better. Um, and the crew that was farmers market with me, now, it used to just be me. Like, well, this is sad. But now, like, Katie Funk has helped out. Peggy Mayer does stuff. You know, like, my son's there helping out. We got other people who are kind of helpers there. But it, over time, it used to be really strictly agricultural goods. Yeah. And there was a farmer's market group that wanted it to always be that. that that's what I came into. And, well, that's great. And I, I like that. But I just always felt like, okay, well, we need that. And we, we still need more of it. We, we need, we got to have more agricultural parts of it. But you got a big parking lot. Like, let's have the person who's making jewelry. Let's have somebody, as long as they're doing stuff that they do, that they're, you know, and we don't want to keep duplicating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So we kind of have to watch that a little. But, hey, make it not-for-profit groups, you know, come and show the community what they're doing. You know, I think it's something for that too. So make it, while it's got kind of agricultural roots, make it about what everyone's working on. Yeah. And, and what, you know, it's, it's small business. Yeah. And, and DIY. Mm -hmm. And, And that's, that's great. And that's why I think people, people know that they're going to go there and they're going to be able to find something unique and something that is is locally coming out of somewhere, you know, in the area, right whether yeah. right, whether it's in Kankakee County or I don't know, are there any that come from Iroquois or There's people from Ir- Iroquois? Some of our great ones that have now passed were from Iroquois. Um, we do have a, a vendor from Michigan just because they they got access to a little bit different stuff. Like, you know, they got, you know, they they've got some fruits and things that they do there that are just just on point. So um, it's the kind of thing where over time, yeah, it's kind of gotten to be where it's a thing people do. And I I just want to keep getting that because um, I don't want to ever kind of get lazy with it where, oh, it's fine. Um, Because the minute, yeah, the minute you do that, you're behind. You got to, you got to keep going. So things I've been real proud of lately that um, my friend Katie Funk really led the way on is we got a grant to um, accept SNAP um, um, food stamps, EBT, whatever term you're using for it, accept that at farmer's market, but not just accept it. We got a grant to double people's money. So if you're um, using a link card, instead of getting $25, you get $50. Wow. Because this is a private foundation that said, hey, we want to encourage people to use these funds on local Fruits and vegetables. Yeah, local, it, small yeah. business. And and sometimes fruits and vegetables at the farmer's market are going to co- – sometimes they cost a little more than yes. it does in a grocery store. Yeah. 
because they're operating in a scale, you know, a small and, scale. Well, and yeah, it, small it, scale, you're going to charge a little more for it because yeah. you got to make your ends meet too. Right. So, and it's usually just, organic. Or yeah, not some always. Of it, some of it's organic. Some, some of, of it's it not, is. But yeah, it's all locally grown. And I just think it's wonderful that people had the foresight to say, hey, how about we use this money we have to create an incentive for people to spend their money, spend this link dollars locally and buy healthy foods. So that's been, that's something pretty cool. I Have I you know. seen a, a lot of people using their oh, SNAP accounts and yeah, things like definitely. that? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah we, have a, we have a station set up at Farmer's Market where people, and now we just ran out of the matching funds. We still, you can still use it there and we give you the tokens to go and spend. But um, it's uh, still a thing. Okay. That's good to know because I, I feel like some people might say, well, yeah, but do people actually come and do they spend their SNAP yes. money or link card <laughs> they money do. there? We have to, we, and then we have to physically write the checks to go back and give to farmers or, you know, John Bailey who sells honey or there's other other products it's good for. Yeah, we have to write some big checks to those people because people actually use it. That's really and, great. Uh, and they're, and I, I feel like that was kind of a missing piece. Like, hey, no, this event that we do, it's for everybody. Yeah. It's for our entire community, whether whatever into the income spectrum demographics, it's for all of us. I feel the same way about um, Music Fest. One of, the, one of the things I'm proud of for the crew that does that is that, you know, there's so many music events that that I love that are all kind of based around a genre or two. And this is just, that's an event that's, hey, we want to, if you like, un unless it's like death metal. Yeah, there, you won't hear anything that's super hardcore, super heavy yes. metal at Merchant, but pretty if, much anything else is fair if, game. If the, if the vibes feel right, yeah. it's fair game. Yeah. yeah. If the vibes are overly angry, you know, like, <laughs> right. I always joke that like, you know, um, I've never been to a Survivor concert, you know, the band Survivor, yes. the Eye of the yeah. Tiger. Yeah. But I just imagine guys kind of shadow boxing. And then eventually <laughs> it's a brawl. Yeah. Like there's guys my age who just can't help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> when that dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, and, I, I'm, we're, we're going. And they're loaded up on, you know, brick, <laughs> Brickstone beers, you know, the IPAs or whatever oh, yeah. from Brickstone. Oh, man, so you have a couple of those, and then the, you're, you're gone, man. You're, you'll serve, you're Sylvester Stallone and somebody else's Apollo Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's game over. It, it's all over there, man. <laughs> Actually, if Survivor's listening to this, <laughs> yeah hey let us know because we don't think people will actually fight to survivor no. we just don't want a mosh pit where there are kids slamming their bodies into each other like you're into right yeah you gotta you gotta uh have some type of of balance yeah. and and yeah. things like that but you know earlier you were kind of bringing up um the you know the positive thing versus the the negative, uh, I think you were saying like deception or perception, perception. Yeah. The perceptions people have. And, and I feel like, you know, some, and, and I don't know this for sure, but some people might get a perception that maybe like, oh, well, Bill, he ignores the negative things that happen <laughs> in the area, you know, but I, I don't think that's so, I think it's probably because you and this is more recent years of mm -hmm. thinking for myself sure. but it's just goes back to that philosophy of of positive thinking creates positive thoughts and positive actions versus if we're dwelling on 
Exactly right. Yeah, it's it's you can't dwell or amplify those things more than they need to be. You got to work amplify the solutions to things. Yeah, you know, um, I know there's been some uh, disagreement about fortitude being downtown. As someone who lives downtown, farmers market downtown, uh, I differ from some people. Like, I'm excited about that being there because people need a place to go. I want to be able to send people someplace. I want a solution. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm always on board for, okay, what's, what's the solution? Instead of complaining about the problem, I've been parts of groups where people want to get together in a room and complain about the problem, and I can't handle it. I don't think my blood pressure can do it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to like, okay, how are we going to fix it? Let's, yeah, let's, right. figure out a way. Let's, let's figure out a way to fix it instead of just addr- or not addressing, but just continually talking about the negative yeah. that happens here. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I just want to make it known that it's not that you're not ignoring these things. It's no. just you want to make, oh, you want to focus on solutions. Yeah. And, and, you know. Like if I was ignoring it, I, I would just let the puke that's in the parking lot stay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I, I wouldn't bring up the puke on a podcast. <laughs> that, right. I, I'm acknowledging people have thrown up in the farmer's market parking lot on Friday night. <laughs> I, I, right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes it's broken glass. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people will have an entire fish dinner. And <laughs> did you take this from Knights of Columbus and you just left it? I think people left it on top of the car, then they drive away, then it, gets, yeah. then it gets run over, and you're like, what the and heck you, is and this? And you think it's puke, maybe. You think it's puke. <laughs> then you're but like, wait a second, this is tartar sauce, there's some green beans in here, undigested, all of it. This is still in the packaging. We're just going to sweep it up. Oh my gosh. But you, you got to keep some water around. You got to dilute, right? Or a hose, a garden hose, or or something. A bucket, a bucket of water helps too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's just you know you got to focus on the positive things and grow those things so that they uh, can overshadow the bad things. You know, right? Yeah. And and creating things, um, and this is something that I always talk with, um friends at the Kinky Public Library, Allison Beasley, who works on Music Fest, Vicky, and everybody else who does Farmer's Market and that stuff in the and KDC board. And I think our philosophy was always, hey, create some stuff they can't do anywhere else. Like, hey, if you're, it's not like I'm going to downtown Kankakee for charity. I'm going there because uh, the cheese guy at the Farmer's Market has cheese I can't get anywhere else. They've got olives I can't get anywhere else. They got whatever. Or... At Merchant Street Music Fest, there's a band that you're not going to see in Kankakee County unless you go to Merchant Street Music Fest. And now I love that, like, you know, Mantino's doing more stages with more styles of Wasn't music. Wasn't that awesome? It was pretty that, awesome. That's been uh, this, if you missed Mantino Oktoberfest, it's kind of laid out similar, similarly, sort of, yeah. to kind of how Merchant off to them. Yeah. is to where there's there was three stages mm-hmm. at Mantino Oktoberfest, and they let everyone walk around with alcohol as long as they had a wristband. Yeah. wristband. So instead of just, okay, this is the alcohol area, music is here, it was just open, and I just loved that and so and, much. And I love the idea, like, Music Fest, go and explore other things. Yeah. And I think for Mantino, like, people have been... You kind of train people to come to an event like that. So people are, okay, here's what I do in Mantino. I get together with people in a tight spot and I drink beer or I go right? ride rides. Yeah. And now, 
hey, wait, no, you can go explore stages over there. Yeah. You can go explore, you know, the food, go get food down there and go listen to music down there. Yep. Um, or so, go on the Ferris wheel. Or go on the Ferris know, wheel. After a couple beers, you're like, you know, <laughs> that Ferris wheel's looking pretty good, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not so afraid anymore. <laughs> being out there, I loved it. And I, I just felt like, okay, I wanted to say people who are still packing into bars, like, okay, friends, friends, there is a phenomenal band right here. You got some room to operate. You can bring your beer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think I think the I, I wasn't there every night. So No, I, I know I know you weren't, but you were you were still there on, on Thursday. I was to, there Thursday, to, then I came back to see um oh, is it Taranzo Cannon, who is a, a CTA bus driver in Chicago and just an incredible blues man. And I wished I would have been there Friday for uh Lupe was playing Lupe Friday. Friday. And yeah. um my guy Miles Nielsen was there Friday, who I think is just phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to hear him. I don't I'm not familiar with Miles. His his dad is um Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick. Oh, wow. I'll tell you that. He never will. He plays yeah, he, he downplays uh, it. Yeah. I'd be like, are you related to uh that one? No. Mm -mm. Yeah. Standing on never my own. <laughs> yeah. But he <laughs> does. I, him, yeah. He's great. Oh wow. That's... But I guess going back to that about kind of that sense of exploration and like, mm -hmm. hey, if you don't come to Music Fest, you're gonna miss out on this. So it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm I should go support this thing in Kankakee because, well, you know, it's a it's been rough there. It's whatever. Like it's no, we got we're stepping it up and we're doing things really good. Yeah. So and, and that's the only way things get better. Yeah. You know, is is just stepping up what what we have currently. Mm -hmm. at our fingertips yeah you know so and with the thing that i always get in people would say like oh this doesn't e and i think allison beasley said we all say it like this doesn't feel like kankakee like well, what what do you mean doesn't feel like kankakee. this this is this, this is, is kankakee. this yeah. is it yeah yeah and yeah. i always get shocked by people who are from here and maybe you've dealt with this too who speak so poorly about where they're from yes have it's, you found that doing the podcast <laughs> well you know, in if for for anyone that's bef before I launched Kankakee podcast, and I I put out a promo video, yeah, promoting great. the yeah. And Becky Becky helped with that. Becky Becky Scoglin, job, yeah, amazing. She did an amazing job. Um, but when I came to you know, I had to write a, a voiceover for this mm -hmm. video, uh, and the like the first line that had been coming to my mind when it came time to write the voiceover was you know it's easy to see your hometown in black and white and i say that from personal experience because i know there's people that knew me some years back and they hear that i'm doing this podcast and trying to do something positive with the community and say oh how much i you know yeah love it and wanting to learn more things about it. They're like, yeah, well, Jake used to always tell me how much he hated living in his hometown and blah, 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 you know, and, and that, that's all true. And I'm sure, <clears throat> um, there are, it comes with age too. It, it, it's an age. It's, it's yeah. hard to find it, it a is. 19 year old who just is full of community pride. Which, <laughs> well, and this, it I, seems you know, like a, like I was, a fictional character. I, yeah. I mean, I was in a, I was in a pop punk band. I was angsty. Yeah. <laughs> There's you no, know, there's no pop punk songs about their town square and their farmer's market. And what a good thing it is that there's this community spirit and sense of sense of everyone pulling together. Yeah. 
That's the worst punk song ever. There's yeah. nothing punk about it. Sorry. So, so yeah. So, yes, <laughs> like I was one of those people and I have met one of those people. So, you know, I used to have this this kind of this bleak perception and not not completely, not like 100 percent like. You know, Kankakee, the Kankakee area is 100% awful. It was never like that to me, but I always, I always wanted to leave, you mm. know, and, and, and do other things. But then that didn't quite work out for me. So it kind of, it gave me a new perception. And so I, I, I as I say, I, I took a second look at Kankakee County and I'm like, there's actually a lot, there's actually a lot more culture and cool things happening here than people realize we just have to open up our eyes to see and it. sometimes it takes going away from a place yeah. to come back and see what's wonderful about it. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I moved to Milwaukee and I had friends in Milwaukee that were, were fun. They were cool people. And they would introduce me one of two ways. This is my friend, our friend Bill. He's from Kankakee. Remember that bald guy that shot three-pointers for the Wisconsin basketball team, Andy Kilbride? Yeah, he knows him. <laughs> He's from Kankakee. Or, or they would say, this is my friend, Bill. He's from the worst city in America. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, David Letterman, yeah. for that. <laughs> and I would say, always be like, God, oh, come on. Yeah. And then when I moved back here, I was like, oh, wait a second. No, there's work to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think um, it, it's just, it, it, like, I, like I said, it's easy. It's easy to hate your hometown. But it's a whole other thing to love it and... Uh, see the the beauty in it and want to be a part of it or just even just wanting to help it, yeah. you know, because, who, you know, who else is going to do it? I mean, we all have People, to be doing yeah. it. We all have to be doing it. It's not just, oh, I'm going to let Bill Yonka just take this one, well, and, <laughs> you know, because it, 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 it's more it's it's more than just Bill Yonka's love for Kankakee. It's it's multiple people, you know, and, and there's been since I moved back here, there's been so many people who are now younger than me and some people who are older than me who kind of rediscovered kind of this kind of pride they have and kind of wanting to work on things. And I, I just love that. Yeah, I it's so weird to me when people are negative the way you're saying. And I think it comes with age a little bit where you see things differently. But when I see Kankakee, I've always said this, like, it's like my own name. Like, yeah. Kankakee's, that's me. That, yeah. But but isn't the place you live kind of a reflection of you? It is. Like, if you say the place where you live sucks. Then well, aren't you going to suck? Aren't you? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> like, I always want to think like, hey, I'm kind of cool. Maybe the place I live like is kind of cool. cool. Yeah, cool yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I share it with some cool people. Yeah. Like, even if there are things that aren't great or we got setbacks, like, hey. I've got, I know a solid, solid, great group of people who all call this place home. So can it be that bad? Mm-hmm. Like it's, so I, I, I never get into that. I, yeah. I just doesn't, doesn't, I don't know how you go through days like that. I don't either. I guess I, like I said, I used to have more of a negative outlook on, on the area, but I think one thing that has helped me and, and maybe it's helped others too, but we have such a rich history and i think that actually has helped some people be like oh there's all these cool things that have happened here why can't something like that similar happen again yeah so i think that what maybe some at least that's some of where some of my motivation comes from i i learn about all these either cool businesses or cool events or just 
cool things that have happened here in the area. And I think, wow, like, that's awesome. Like, I want to do something like that. Or, you know, it's just, it's, it's just kind of, I I feel like it's kind of inspiring. It it makes you look at your, your hometown uh, differently, even if that doesn't exist anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and people... That particular, a, you know, the particular thing. A, uh, some people who are a little older than me, I think I have the advantage of never buying a pair of blue jeans in downtown Kankakee. I never did my back to school shopping there. People have this like, especially like in the downtown area, they have this, people who are older have this idea like, well, it's never going to be like it was. Maybe not. Yes. It's not going to be like that. I've said that recently. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be different. And I argue like, hey. What is it going to be? What are the what's the next things? Yeah, and I, I been kind of exploring this idea of like, okay, challenging the people who are so negative, like, okay, so what's next? Mm-hmm. What are we going to be excited about? What, what, what's going to inspire people to make it any better? Yeah, and that's hard, I think, for people who have wrapped their heads so much in negativity. And I, I love people who are negative too. You know, I've got great <laughs> friends who are kind of negative about them. And there's certain things I'm kind of, you know, yeah. and we all got our ups and downs. We do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think uh, it one of the, the things that goes back to what are, you know, what the downtown is going to look like in the future or in the near future, whether it's the near future or, you know, further in the present, uh, whatever you think it's going to look like or whatever you think the, just the area as a whole is going to look like, whether it's downtown or not, I feel like if you want it to look positively, we have to go back to that mindset that, because everyone always talks about the the thriving days of when, yeah. you know, in the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. when you'd go shopping in downtown Kankakee and there was every store you could possibly think of. Yeah. Well, a lot of was different. It was the world. Okay. The world was a lot different, but you know what people did almost always back then is they were shopping local businesses. Yes. Not always. I mean, sure. There was, they didn't really have much option. They could order from the Sears catalog. Right. I mean, there were sure at one point Sears was downtown and things like that, but sure. There was a, a, some, some of those big chain stores, but next to them was all these little tiny businesses Yeah, and they shopped there. And so I feel like the more we pour our money into small businesses, the more we'll see that kind of stuff come back instead of spending our money on Amazon or, you know, the, the big box stores or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, finding a, a local source that has the thing you're looking for or, or even a person, a service yeah. that has, they can do the thing you're looking for. Or just creating something cool and unique that you're never going to find on Amazon. I, I get all my haircuts online now. I don't know if you realize that about me. No, of course I don't get all my haircuts online. I actually got to go to a person to do some of that stuff. And there's still- I thought you were serious no, for a minute. I was can't. like, I was like are, are you saying you schedule it no, online? No, you can't. Like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work without the scissors actually coming in contact with your hair. But there are things that are always going to be like that. But I, I get inspired by, you know- um, like my friend Andy Palmer, who just is always coming up with creations, creating things, making things. And wow, like um, people, local people who do pottery, who are just like yes. got amazing followings online because they do something, they do it, not just like do it. They knock it out of the park in a way that can't be duplicated in 
mass production. And I don't know, whenever we can wrap our arms around that stuff, yeah, let's let's go. Let's get on that team. Exactly. That's that's I'm just realizing that more if we're wanting if we're wanting that economy or economy mm-hmm. that we used to have, we need to you know, make those people known. Yeah. And and support them and and support others who also have ideas for things. There's you know? there's this idea in economics about dollar votes. So if you spend your dollars like you're voting for things. So hey, I really like what they're doing. I like the way they're hey, I got a friend who's started a chicken farm, Jeff, and I'm I'm gonna buy chickens from him because well they're more expensive than going to the, the big grocery store, but I love that he's doing it. Yes. In his own land and he and he's selling them locally. And to me, you know, everything's about price. Well, no, it, it's not. I'm no. gonna spend a little more money for that. Yes. And if your friend who's selling those chickens, if mm-hmm. he does the same thing and spends that money you just gave him on something else local, then you know, everyone's getting yeah. everyone's getting a share of it. You just the, gotta keep, keep that keep that thing it, going. Right. And, so, because so, he has to in turn and invest the money you gave him back into someone mm-hmm. else that's doing something, uh, uh, some type of local business or local person. Yeah, you know, and if that, we just kind of use that mindset a little more than just yeah. seeking out the lowest price for everything. And some things you have to. I get it. Uh, yeah, but, I totally get that. And and my friend Jeff is is probably I'm guessing. Never going to go out in outer space with the profits he makes from a chicken farm. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see. It yeah. could be really successful. Right. But, you know, and but I, it, I, I... You know what I mean? It's not going to ever be that scale. Right. Yeah. I, and I know it would... And, and people argue, well, I can't, you know, I can't afford these things. Well, I totally get that. But yeah. it, it's almost like you have to go through that transition period of being a little poor for a while yeah. until until like we're all actually on the same page. I, I mean, not everyone's always going to be on the same page, but if if we had a little more of that, we'd be in good shape. Me and my friend John Federer always talk about um, there's a, a band I love, Shovels and Rope. You familiar with them? No. no they're, they're phenomenal. They, ha- they have a line in the song about turning on the money hose. <laughs> and that you know, we got some ideas. They're going to turn on this money hose and it's going to go. We got some ideas. There, there's still <laughs> ideas. But I think that supporting each other like that, if that was as popular as memes or some of the things. Or that, Amazon. Or as Amazon. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it caught fire like that. That would be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. It really would be. I mean, just imagine all the money people pour into. I just keep coming back to Amazon because they're like the biggest thing in the world. And, and you know, and there are small businesses on Amazon. I get that. Yes. But it doesn't matter if there's a s- small businesses on Amazon or not. Amazon's still getting that money. Yes. You know, they're still getting some of that money. And here's where I always like go back and check ourselves because we say, I wish people did this. Well, you know what? Dang it. I showed up on Saturday morning and there was a line for buying burritos at nine o'clock that was 20 people deep buying locally made burritos that are right there on the spot. There's many donuts being made that are being a line of people buying those too. They're just local people from our town instead of like, hey, and there's people making jewelry and selling it at a premium right there. You know, it does happen and it is something people like. Um, it's just like in Kankakee, since our downtown kind of got 
all spread out, you have to almost create something like farmer's market to give people that small town feel again where they can walk from one thing to the other. That makes absolute and get their, sense. Yeah. And get what they want. Kind yeah. of feel like you're going back to a different yeah, a different like time. it's 1960 in Kankakee again. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. To where all those But you got a shopping cart. Yeah, and you and the farmers market does have shopping carts. Shopping carts. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> that I, every great. every time I feel yeah. and I know we've probably talked forever, but the time, oh, yeah. one of the things I love and I whenever I get down, I love finding shopping carts and grabbing them out the window of my car and bringing them back to whether it's the farmers market or Jewel or sometimes it's Walgreens or something and but pulling them with with my hand out the window. <laughs> There's something exhilarating about it. You can't go too fast. I was going to say. And, yeah, because you don't want to scratch your own car. Oh, no, my and, car. Oh, you got to look at the back door of my car. It's got it, all the yeah. marks from the <laughs> carts in it. But you, you learn fast. Like, you can't go over the over the railroad tracks. Oh, man. That grabs your hand. And yeah. That's, that's how you lose a finger. Oh, but, it, oh that's why you're missing a finger. Just <laughs> no, <right there. laughs> but I, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, we, we just get to talk and I think about things that inspire me. Yeah. That inspires me. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I, I know we could talk forever and uh, I know we got to be got to be wrapping up um I've, I've lost all sense of time i have I'm sorry i have too and uh if i didn't have um my 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 son and his mom they're coming over here in a little bit awesome. if i didn't have them coming over um we could go on it, that just means we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have you back for yeah. bill yonka round two this we, just we didn't I mean, talk about the races enough the we, did, we, races. we didn't talk about the races we didn't even get into the rest of you know radio career mm-hmm. um but well i what i will mention though obviously yeah you are the you know you're the announcer out at the the kankakee county uh, speedway Motor, yeah. speedway yeah uh that's wrapping up here this it just, month it just did or just it did up. just yep. wrapped up okay mm-hmm. um you are the morning show host currently on x country yes is that still six to nine i do six to nine yeah okay this is funny this is a thing i figured you'd talk about right at the beginning yeah well i mean we we were kind of doing that <laughs> we but, but all see this, this is the thing like i like um I'm sure I mentioned, I already forgot if we mentioned it or not, but you're involved in so many different things and you have so many different interesting stories just with your family alone. Like we could talk about your dad for two hours, I'm sure. Oh yeah, we could. Alone. Mm -hmm. And then talk about just grave digging for another hour. (laughs) I I was on the uh, Funeral Stories podcast. There's a Funeral Stories podcast. Did you know that? Is there really? Yeah. I mean, there's a a podcast for everything. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're based in Athens, Georgia, where my brother lives. And they heard about us digging graves like, oh, you've got to be on the Funeral Stories podcast. Oh, my God. Goals. Okay. So you, you, yeah. Yeah, So there's so so many things. Like we could do another, we could do a whole hour just on your time you know, hosting the morning show on KAN, then moving to X country, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I'm just mapping out all these things where people can find you at or, or listen yes. to you at, or they might know you from, or didn't know that you were a morning show host. Um, but, and then, you know, uh, besides being a morning host, you work for district, district 111 mm-hmm. in Kankakee. Um, Community engagement. Right. Is my, role there and kind of helping with our our new K's media program. So that's really exciting. I love that. And that, you know, you talk about um, being inspired by our community, looking back at history of things that have happened here, looking to the future. Like there are some kids who you'd say, you know what, 
take it. You got this. Like, put me out to pasture. You guys are good. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some students who would just blow your mind how just amazing they are in every way. And I know you've done different things about young people, but man, I I will sing from the rooftops about young people in our community. And that's refreshing to hear because yeah. there's always such a negative spin on the young, the, the young generation mm-hmm. that is yet to come. It's always like, oh, we're doomed. We're you doomed. Know? These, these young kids do, and their, their mumble rap. <laughs> and their mumble rap. <laughs> you know the what? Mumble, there, the mumble rap. There and, are some kids doing mumble rap. Oh, sure. And but, your kid, one of your kids is, is or is, one of one of those kids is your kid. <laughs> He's part of the mumble, <laughs> a mumble rap crew. Yeah. But does mumble rap about frank lloyd wright and architecture okay cool how, how how do you argue with that yeah i mean that's that's kind of like nerdy rap really instead of mumble rap that's it's more like on the nerd rap. <laughs> you know yeah so but yeah we're we're just gonna have to have you on for another round well so. wh- whenever but this you know like it doesn't even it's what i love about doing things on the radio is that i tell people we're just gonna talk yes and then yes. It, it's not even gonna Forget it's on the radio. Just talk. Just yes. like be who you are. That's what I love about doing a podcast about and about Kankakee. What's cool about that though is you get to talk for whatever. I can do whatever. It doesn't I have want. to fit into the next little segment of time you're you're confined to on the radio. Yeah, it would only be uh, that would only be an issue if like I was hooked up with a network and they had you know a, yeah. time restrictions or whatever you know. But and I'm I not. Wa- I just want to say this about you doing this is that when I first saw Kankakee Podcast, wait a second. Kankakee is, I'm Kankakee. I do the talking to people. I, why am I not? Oh, it's Jake? Oh, he's going to do fine. Because <laughs> if it would have been somebody who would have done Kankakee and the Kankakee area wrong, I would have been ticked. I mean, I could definitely be doing some things wrong already. No, because you're you doing, know, you're, you know you're, so much more no, than I but do. Like, you're handling and, it. Uh, the, uh, all the podcasts I've listened to so far, you're like delving into people and like their stories and like stuff that you don't really even know that much about yet until you get start talking to them. And that's and that's kind of like I, I want to make known that just because I'm the host of this, I am not an expert by yeah, any means. I'm what, here to learn. But what I you handle it with grace and kind of affection for the community that we share. So if, if you if it would have been a show where it was a Kanky podcast talking about all the things that are awful here, I would I would have been not a fan. But since it's well, you doing it and you're handling you you're handling it so well, I'm 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 ha- it's an honor to be on. I'm I'm blushing, man. Thank you. That that yeah. that means a lot coming from yeah. from Bill Yonka, seriously. Because yeah. you're you were one person I thought I was like, man, I was like, Bill Yonka would be perfect doing a podcast like this because the the idea for Kankakee podcast has kind of been in my mind for a while mm-hmm. i know it's not original because i know there's been some others um well, and people do that, this kind of in communities and things yeah, they yeah. do yeah. yeah so it it's not like i'm not saying this was my idea blah, blah. it's yeah. not my original idea just the this new podcast was my idea yeah. you know um but I, 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 there was a moment where I thought, what if I would just produced it and I had someone else? Oh, you're, you're doing, you great. know, because I thought it was like, do I really have, that's what I said. I don't, do. I'm, I'm not the expert. I just. But you find people who are hosting you know. things They're They don't have to be. Yeah. They just have to be the people who can bring out the information and, and no, and not even in the information, but like 
people might go in and you've done radio long enough, you know, people go into something like even have stuff written down. Like, here's what I want to talk about. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get to what you want to talk about. We're going to bring it out of you. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've done scripted interviews on the radio. Yeah. That's and, a big thumbs down for me. Oh my gosh, man. That's it, not... It's, it's, here's the questions you're going to answer me. I have the answers I'm going to read off here. And if there's anyone that... It's, it's done is, that, is hearing this. It, is hearing this. I'm sorry, but that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. So, I can hear no, the nothing, channels changing. <laughs> I can no, hear the buttons being pressed nothing, as I'm doing the nothing, interview. Nothing against those people that I've actually done those interviews with. It's just not my thing. Yeah. So... But. And your thing. And I feel like as a listener, more, it's like you're like finding your voice and kind of your stride at digging into things. Oh, that's my <laughs> that's my phone. I don't even know if anyone can uh, can hear that right now. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I don't know if that showed up in the recording or not. Actually, I yeah. think it. Oh, yeah, it did. Oh. That's all right. That's OK. I, it, but it does feel like <laughs> it feels like the, the talking to you about this stuff. It feels kind of the, the giddy sort of thing when you had a when you were like seventeen on the phone with a girlfriend or somebody you liked, and you didn't want it to be over because it's fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's talking about this stuff. I, I get it. I get it. But you're doing a great but, job. But it seriously means a lot. Like I said, coming from you, and and it, it's been an honor having you on. And and like I said, there's so much more to talk about because I would love to learn more about your dad because I only learned just kind of a tip of the iceberg on, on your dad. And, oh. uh, I'd love to learn more about yeah. him because he was a staple in the community, just like you are, you know? So yeah. when um, you can be on my podcast someday, when I develop it, do do it all, all about condiments, just okay. condiment cast. Okay. You're just going to try different condiments. Okay. I'm down. I just, is, is that, is that ready? Is, is that, re is that idea ready for prime time? Because why not? it just starts off with something and then, goes from why, there why not let's <laughs> let's do it um but no any anything else you want to add before oh goodness we, we close you know out? what we yeah. um <laughs> hey we we talk about and i always say about like this this area yeah i feel like when we talk about things that are kind of negative or we i always make the analogy that i feel like our community the larger community sometimes is like a, a 13 or 14 year old girl who kind of you might have some acne her hair might be a little awkward right now. And she doesn't realize she's beautiful. Yes. You've got this light in you that is phenomenal. Don't let the temporary blemishes get in the way of that stuff. So, hey, if, if we can keep doing things like what you're doing here, kind of spreading that kind of positivity about like, yeah, we've got issues, but there's so much good. Yeah, there is. There's a, there's a rebirth happening, I feel like. I can just feel it, yeah. you know. So, well, thank you, Bill. Thank you. Well, that's uh, it for this episode of Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore. You can catch up on previous episodes at kankakeepodcast.com or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can find all the different links to, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. All those uh, links to those apps is at kankakeepodcast.com. You can uh, also sign up for our mailing list there. You can find out how you can... Uh, uh, advertise your business or become a sponsor of the podcast as well. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kankakee Podcast to uh, stay up to date on everything as well. And our theme song is by Lupe Carroll. People tend to stick to you.